such a rebel. Is she drunk? Oh, yeah. She's just yeah. a savage. Yeah, sober savage. <laughs> Hi, everyone. What up? <laughs> About what time. Up? <laughs> About oh time. It really has. This has been a labor of love, a long time coming. <laughs> Absolute Somewhat nightmare. Of a potential nightmare, but yep, you know, yep. that's very, very okay. Of course um, it is. Welcome to Sober Savage. We are, oh my God, we're so happy. <laughs> Whoever so is listening, happy. we're happy that you're here. Um, Amazing. So this, awesome. Yeah. So this episode is going to be kind of essentially like, like more a little more of an introduction we're not going to get that savage today just because this is kind of <laughs> the intro to everything meet and greet um, so I, you know i'm gonna introduce myself we're gonna go around it shout outs <laughs> a shout out so you guys can you know meet the squad um <laughs> so first i want to get into you know what sober savage actually is where i got the idea what my kind of goal is you know, what's, what's my MO going What are we working with? So my story is not, it's kind of not relevant up until the point of like when I was, you know, actually drinking alcoholically. Um, maybe the deets later, but this, you know, this podcast is not about me at all. It's definitely for you guys. Love all you savages. Um, but so anyway, when I finally you know, made the decision to get sober. One of the things I did was I wrote down, I just like a laundry list, you know, bullet points, one, you know, one item per line on, you know, general composition paper, what I was going to miss about drinking. Um, I shit you not. It was about four pages front and back. And I, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you, I wish I could find it. I've looked for it, but they're honest to God were only about five or six things that actually had to do with even consuming alcohol. Um, you know, it was everything around it. It was the idea behind it, the social norm of it. You know, I had things listed like, I'm, you know, I'm going to miss going to bars with friends. You know, I'm going to miss going to concerts. I'm going to miss, you know, going on dates. Yeah. It was stuff that I, the black and white fact that partying and drinking are not mutually exclusive. I did not need to be consuming alcohol at any of these things. You know, like if I had the know-how, if it was on my radar that I was trying to, you know, cut back and make sure I didn't get to a point where I was dependent on alcohol. Right. Mm-hmm. The I didn't hear the word recovery until I was like 28 years old because it's not it's not talked about. And I I grew up with alcoholism in my life. You know, I knew what it I knew what it was and we and we all do. We sure, we learn sure. about it in like middle school when you do the, you know, don't drink or do drugs thing. Um, you know, we learn what alcoholism looks like, what happens when your liver, what happens when you're drinking and driving. We know what alcoholism looks like and we know all the things that happen after somebody crosses over into yeah, alcoholic. So, so Once I got sober and I was kind of looking at just this 
list of shit that I could still do. You know, like it it was so dumb. I was like, what is, what was my problem? Like, why was I not aware? Or why did, why did this idea of like, yeah, do all this stuff, but don't get obliterated. Like, why didn't I even think about that? And it's because of the social premise of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so at that point too, I was, I had already crossed over into drinking alcoholically. Um, so sober savage is, I'm not talking about when someone is, um, comes chemically dependent on alcohol. You know, if we're, if we're born a cucumber and alcohol is the vinegar, once we sit in it, like once we're pickled, there's no going back. Alcohol is a substance. It changes the chemical makeup of your brain. Like if there's, it's literally, it's literally science. It's one of the reasons why I get so fucking pissed off that there's shame behind alcoholism. And it's something that makes me so irate. You can't have a drink without then needing more. It is the way our, your brain is now processing dopamine and there's no going back. Yeah, like once you hit that point, you can mm-hmm. stop drinking for 15 years. Like you will not be able to have one drink and stop that's not the way your brain is anymore um and it's unfortunate but yeah but it's not perfect example is you know diabetes type 2 we do tests and talk to people about if they're eating too much sugar because if Mm. once they have too much sugar and they are now diabetic Mm. it is their fault they didn't take care of themselves they weren't watching out they were not you know looking at what they were eating in their own health and now they have diabetes but we do not judge them because they need insulin like it's it's such a skewed thing and the fact that there's shame behind alcoholism is such bullshit and it actually makes me so irate um but that's (laughs) for another time um but anyway i'm not i like that is a different that is a different thing than what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is i wasn't i wasn't self-aware and it was i wasn't really paying attention to myself before I knew I had a problem Mm -hmm. and once I knew I had a problem one I should have been you know every once in a while you know taking my taking my own temperature like let's not drink for a month and see if I can do it and if I can't then I need to like you know, rethink my relationship right. with alcohol. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. That's not something you talk about when you're like 24 or 25. Oh, if I, not. so, absolutely. so once I knew I kind of like needed to cut down and needed to, it was already too late. Once you think about like, oh, maybe I should cut back. It's already too late. Yeah. We don't talk about this shit mm-hmm. until we're older. Absolutely. Like that's the thing is everyone's quote-unquote alcoholism story for you know if you go to a meeting or you know you're talking to people it's the general consensus is yeah everyone's partying and you know everyone kind of grows up but you can't stop and it shouldn't be that it's ridiculous that it is that um so I definitely knew it Mm -hmm. because of my relationship with it it was not something that it was like oh I had no idea you know no like I knew I knew probably (laughs) a year a few years before I even had the opportunity to you know drink alcoholically I I, like I knew that I was kind of destined for it but I (laughs) it wasn't on my radar um I delayed 
getting sober, not even getting sober, I delayed even like monitoring how much I drank. You know, Mm -hmm. I put off even thinking about not drinking to oblivion because I was going, my life was going to be over. I, because of all the shit, like all the shit on that list, I wasn't going to be able to go to bars. I wasn't going to be able to go to music festivals. Like I wasn't going to be able to go to concerts. Like I wasn't going to be able to get a promotion and then have everybody out for happy hour. Like it was, Mm -hmm. I honestly just completely chose all of those things over getting sober because of the sheer fact that I didn't see one sober person out having fun. My brain could not process Mm -hmm. the fact that fun and partying and drinking were not mutually exclusive. And it really blows my mind because if I had any idea that I could still do everything I wanted to do, if I thought that I it wasn't going to be that I can't drink and it was going to be that I don't have to drink, wow. that simple way yeah. of looking at things would have changed my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where we get into, you know, us as a, for anybody who's listening outside, we're in the United States, us as a country, we spend bil- billions, I'm, I'm not even kidding, um, we, we spend billions mm-hmm. on yeah. addiction, recovery, and treatment, mm-hmm. and we give nothing to prevention, yeah. absolutely nothing. We know that what we are doing right now doesn't work because we had to change the entire public school system when it came to STDs. Now think about this. We're talking like, yeah, Yeah. we start teaching kids about sex and using condoms in middle school. These kids are 12, 13 years old. I know that that's very jarring. I know that it's not something that we want to talk about, but Mm -hmm. it is just a fact. We know this now. It's 2022. We know that preaching abstinence does not work. We have no choice but to arm people with the things that they should be paying attention to. You know, like this, like if you're going to have sex, you need to wear a condom. This is how you get pregnant. Like we, we know that we know that just saying, no, don't do it with no other information. We know that that doesn't work. We know that about, we know that about fucking. Why would it be any different with drinking or doing drugs? You know, I mean, straight up like wow. pri- like private schools that do only teach abstinence and this is this is like I'm not making I'm not making this stuff up um oh, and I'll yeah. put it in the uh references where I got this info but <laughs> private schools that teach abstinence they have an insanely higher amount of STDs <laughs> and do. they also have they skyrocket mm-hmm. teen pregnancy uh-huh. because they don't inform kids and wow. young adults, because at high school, high school, they're, they're young adults, 17, 18, that's a young adult. You know, we just, we need to get over that. Right, yeah. But yeah. we, like, we can't keep saying just, you know, oh, well, this is what happens when you're an alcoholic. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that somebody knows. And it's the same thing with 
It's the same thing with an STD. Like, it really is just the same thing with that an STD. Is so like, funny. we so know funny. all of the check marks. Like, oh, if you do this, you're an alcoholic. If you drink this much, you're an alcoholic. If you try to stop and you can't, it's you're an alcoholic. Like, it's we have this checklist of stuff that went. It's like you know that's when you're an alcoholic but at that point you're a fucking alcoholic so one you're not gonna want to stop and make up whatever you can to just keep going but two that is like okay fine I can do the same thing with knowing I have gonorrhea like if this is happening and this is happening and this like you've gone and it like yeah, yeah but then then it's too it, fucking late it's too like late. Right. Exactly. like then i then i need antibiotics wouldn't it be great if there was a quote-unquote condom version of drugs and alcohol to just move and shift the focus to prevention like it's prevention. the right. the saddest thing about addiction Um, and also, you know, also mental, mental illness as well. The saddest thing is that one in four people as adults in the U S one in four people will have a serious mental illness or an addiction (laughs) that that is, that is medical fact. Again, I'll cite the source and everything like that. Like, just think about that and try to process that. One in four people. If you're sitting wow. at a dinner table with eight people, mm-hmm. two two of those people either have a mental illness or they have an addiction. Or, and if they don't have it, they will. That's the other part. Yeah. Oh, you're 22 man. now. Mm-hmm. You're looking around. It will happen. Like, it's going to happen. And the chances of it being you are so high like, why not just be, why not be self-aware? You know, why not just look and, and see and have the ammo to say like, oh, you know, one of the signs that you have the personality to become an alcoholic yeah. is this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's, that's right. the most horrible thing about mm-hmm. mental illness and addiction is that we have, we have all of the tools to prevent things and to make people more aware. I'm not saying we can prevent everything. I just, I don't think that people even register the fact that like alcoholism starts years before you even take your first drink. And that's the hard truth. And we know that information and we know the signs of it. And wouldn't it be great to start breaking the stigma and kind of like punching through that glass ceiling of talking about mental health and wellness? You know, this, this wasn't the case four years ago you know the pandemic really kind of honed everybody in and I think it's a great time to start talking about this shit right yeah (laughs) and start making it fun oh yeah absolutely it's my fucking responsibility as someone who overcame this to do whatever I can to take this shit down like I want to take this fucker down right um (laughs) and so I want people to be able to see and look at the fact that like, no, it's fine. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sober and I'm still doing everything that I want to do. It is completely fine. I don't have to drink and you know, YOLO, you only live once do, do shit at its hardest. Now I actually can because I'm not tired or hungover or sweating my ass off at concerts like like, you only live once it's pretty banging that now i'm gonna remember everything (laughs) 
like life is actually better. Um, and you know, that's, that's something that, you know, people don't talk about and it's kind of shitty. Cause I feel like it's kind of up to us, you know, like I want, I want to be able to show people that you can do all of this stuff and you can do it sober or you can do it and, you know, limit yourself if you, you know, haven't hit that point yet. Um, and I, you know, that's, that's the goal. Like, geez, if you're alive and sober, like Jesus, like let's raise some fucking rock bottoms. They don't need to be at the rocks. Like they can be up, they can be up pretty high. Yeah. We can have just like, you know, a so dusty low. bottom, you know, people don't have to cr- fall as hard as, as we fell. Um, and the only way we're going to do that is by showing them that you can literally live your life and live your best life sober. Like you're sh- like, right. you can still do everything you love. Yeah. It's fine. It's not, it's not the end of the world. Absolutely. Um, because we have to stop people from putting it off because once they get, once they get there, then we're into, you know, something that is not what I recommend, you know, going, going hard and still partying. Like, I want to make that clear. I'm not like promoting, promoting everybody like, Oh, you want to get sober? Like, it's fine. Hit the clubs. Like, no, that's absolutely a hundred percent. Not what I'm saying. Once you're, you have hit alcoholism, there is, you need to remove yourself from things that are going to tempt you because you, because you're an alcoholic and yeah. you, you will drink like right. that's mm-hmm. what yeah. an alcoholic is. Um, well, and yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's very okay to be an alcoholic and you don't need to avoid those things forever, but that's, that's not the point where I'm hitting. Yeah, I'm hitting yeah. like, no, 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 if no, no, you're, no. you know, strong in your sobriety or if you are, you know, younger and listening to this because, you know, we're going to grow and be viral and the absolute shit um (laughs) it really is fine you can do that stuff and you can do it without jeopardizing your sobriety so that's the ultimate goal of (laughs) sober savage i need to cut that down i talk so fucking much um but like we're we are a hundred percent we're all inclusive to whoever needs help dealing with anything related to mental health wellness. Yes. Um, yes. If you have you know any ideas or whatever, you can always DM us. DM us your questions. Mm-hmm. If you are a sober business owner um, yes. or someone a business owner with a mental illness, hit us up. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my gist. Do you? <laughs> Do you want to go now? <laughs> that was great. That was so great. You really inspired me. I Aww. had not heard you speak in cohesive sentences. <laughs> like all the way through. That was awesome. I'm so I'm so happy to be a part of this. <laughs> well, well, good. Thanks. Yes, I'm on the other side of it, um, which is, you know, so so I met the cat in L.A. before she, you know, moved to California. She's this young, bright-eyed happy person just kind of mesmerized <laughs> by california california is straight up its own drug it really is um, so addicting yeah, you know kind of saw this person who was ready to take on the world and i mean how could i forget uh, <laughs> i came out i came in swinging your captain cat the cat is a force <laughs> the cat. with um <laughs> but yeah so i am not so i am not sober but i'm married to someone who is um and you know the cat talked a lot about <laughs> helping people with addiction and I think that that's great for this but I think honestly the people that need the most 
insight and need to listen to this most are the people that have is it is everyone else you know because yeah they if someone has an addiction they're working on that they get up every morning and they go into that battle to survive the day Mm -hmm. and it really is Mm -hmm. just stringing days together um so they're they're doing their own thing but you know that's about 20 percent of the entire other 80 percent is dealing with what's around you yeah that's so true very true i met my husband about 14 years ago which is crazy (laughs) (laughs) at a dinner party which is insane that it's been 14 years um but you know you first hear someone sober and you think wow this is so amazing you know this person has overcome so much they you know turn their life around you know you you think it's this big impressive thing but i don't think i had any idea of what it meant to actually addict it to something and i think i was so nervous it's hard it's hard to see you know we're both in la we both you know work in an industry that sometimes com- is you know associated with partying right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and it was really hard for me to trust that at any given moment it wasn't going to come completely crashing down and i think it took me a little bit to get used to the fact that it was going to be part of my everyday life to think about this and just openly talk about it yeah because i wasn't used to talking about it mm-hmm. you know we would go to a party or he would go out and i would say how am i gonna know that you're you know not gonna fuck up again um and you know there there are there are struggles it's not always oh, yeah <laughs> it's not always gonna be uh, yes a, a, a gem <laughs> of a relationship mm-hmm. but if you have anyone in your life who is you know an addictive person that person that person is going to be your everything. Aw. <laughs> if anyone is not an addict, full on, just, you, you need to f- go find yourself one. <laughs> oh my God. Strongest, most resilient people watching Aww. my, watching my <laughs> husband wake up and go, get through every day. He, like, that's a warrior. That's something that a god does. Yeah. Like, shit. <laughs> Um, yeah and then I finally crossed over to a point where I finally understood that I it, like me worrying is not helping I mean I can worry on my own but I have to do my own work too you know there's you do you do things to get sober but if you're if you have someone who is you know addicted to something in their life you need to like it's it's a 50-50 street. You got to put in the fucking work too. Otherwise, you don't yeah, deserve them. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, you know, they do everything at 200%, and you're going to, you're on the receiving end of that 200%, and nothing is better. Um, but I, I've never ended up going to bat for someone so much because of how skewed people's assumptions are yeah first of all when i say addict everyone thinks i'm talking about drugs anyone who isn't an addictive person you think i'm talking about drugs but i gotta tell you and this is for anyone people will get off heroin Mm -hmm. and once you once you climb over that withdrawal Mm -hmm. it is out of your system 
Yeah. Alcohol brings people to their fucking knees. It really and does. It's because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It is the only thing yeah. that is more socially acceptable to do too much than it is to not do. Wow. If you're at a bar and someone is obliterated and drunk, that is more normal than someone saying, no, I'm okay, I don't want to drink. That's nuts, actually. And it's pretty fucked up that it's like that. It really is. Wow. So, you know, these are things that I hadn't seen before. I hadn't had experience with before. I was seeing all of this for the first time. And it was really eye-opening. And I was really just kind of ashamed for us as a society that this is what we do to people who are struggling, who are no different than, you know, someone with lung cancer who was a smoker. Why do we pity those people? And we can't pity people who are addicted to something that we all do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. now we're at the point where the pandemic hits. No one is normal. Everyone is having a really hard time. My husband had to have surgery. So there was pain medication, which is, which is fine. You know, it was a major surgery. He is able to have pain medication yeah um, <laughs> right like he should be allowed once, it just ended up being the perfect storm mm-hmm. and that's when I really you know I reached out to you and I kind of saw firsthand what the insanity is that people talk about yeah it doesn't matter if you are one day without something or 14 years without something you can get taken down by it. People don't understand and don't think about the fact that, you know, addiction is a great example of the definition of insanity, but the insanity that happens, it's not the thing somebody does when they're under the influence of something. The insanity is everything that happens around that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A person... Yeah. Is not under the influence of anything yet. But they get into their head and they start to, you know, think about it. And yeah. Then yeah. A plan starts to happen. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of work out the details, but it's all really subconscious. Yeah, you don't know. The insanity is everything else that goes into it. Because once you consume something, then you're under the influence. You know, you you can't make good decisions. You can't even drive a car. Yeah. Influence. You're not making good decisions, right? Like, right. we all accept that anything that happens post that is not good. Yeah. But the insanity is when someone's sober and they're thinking about having a drink or, or taking something or doing something they're not supposed to do, that's the insanity. And, you know, it's the hiding and the sneaking. And I saw firsthand... Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. an over decade long relationship, I saw that person living in an own personal hell. And that's the other thing, too, is he went through a relapse, but before that, he had been incredible. He had been amazing. My family loved him. He was an amazing father. And I saw, I saw everyone turn on him as if he was doing something wrong. And it broke my fucking heart. Right. It broke my heart because... Yeah. People in my life who knew of his struggle, who saw him every day, who I saw 
him give 200% to them for, those people, yeah. all of a sudden, it was no longer about him. It was, how could you do this to her? How could you... How could you do that to me? We we let you in. We we let we let you around our family. How could you do that? And that's the craziest thing and I know you you dealt with that too and I know you dealt with it because yeah. of going back and forth with struggling and you had to you made the brave the brave ass decision to go to rehab. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, well, you know. But uh, another right, that's right, another right, time, right, another time. Right, <laughs> but but it's it's an education thing. It's an it's an innocent ignorance. People just don't know and it's because they think they don't have to know. And I'm excited that this is here for, for those people. For the people like me who are on the side of someone struggling, who are watching them conquer every day and just make life their little bitch. And I want to be able to, I want to be able to help those people. So if you're struggling, listen, be on the squad. You got your Captain Cat here. Woo! You got the doc. <laughs> Is Dirty yes. Ginger here? No, no, not here today, too, not but, today. <laughs> but for everyone else, you, you need to listen in. Because like, you know, like you said, it's one in four people. Someone around yeah. you is or will be struggling. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it may be you. Yeah. And if you can be that rock to someone, if you can make someone's life better, if you can stick it out and see that they're, you know, battling the thing that takes so many people down. It's it takes more people down than literal than anything in 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 this country every year every year. It's the number yeah. one. It's the number one killer. Yeah. If you're watching someone fight and overcome that, if you you know stick it out that they're gonna be you have no idea they're the, they're the shit we are we are we are we're the shit <laughs> awesome well th- thank you so much that was such a good take too because it's you know this is all for the other side as well it's so important um but yeah so i mean we have gotten serious for a half hour here <laughs> um so yeah listen back in new episodes every thursday um if you have any questions you know find us online you can reach us at uh, Squad.org. we are a charitable organization um and yeah d- shoot us a message find us on facebook uh, Instagram. We are always here. We also have a 24-hour hotline as well. Um, you know, we, we joke on, we're going to be joking around here right. um, with everything, but mm-hmm. addiction is extremely serious. If you or yes. anyone is having a issue, yeah. if you need help right away, please do not hesitate. Mm-hmm. Pick up the phone, uh, call 866-938-3252. Um, that's 8 8- Six six nine three eight three two five two. It is the um, drug and alcohol rehabilitation group. They have twenty four hour uh, confidential hotline, and they will be able to help yeah. you out. Mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise, thank you guys so much for coming Ooh, in. So you are amazing, and we will see you next see week. See you next week. <laughs>